It's the Life and Money Coach Podcast, show 29. Inspiring you to financial independence and to a life that you love. This is the Life and Money Coach Podcast with military officer and chaplain, seasoned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and certified performance coach for leaders at all levels. Jerry St. Pierre has inspired thousands to unleash their potential, and he is here to empower you to live a purpose-filled life. This is extraordinary. Every day, it's the Life and Money Coach Podcast. And now your host, Coach Jerry St. Pierre. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Life and Money Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry St. Pierre. You ever find yourself in a place where motivation is in the tank? Like you've got dreams, you got passions, you got things you're working towards that you really want to accomplish in life. And you just find yourself down and blue and depressed. And it seems like things aren't going your way. Uh, sadness kicks in. You start to feel maybe not good enough, inadequate, or um, maybe feeling a bit stupid for trying it. And it's like, well, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? That space we often find ourselves in. Well, I want to give you a word of encouragement today because it's not uncommon. It's very normal, especially for those like you and me who want to get out there and make a difference in the world. We want to create the space that we enjoy every day. We're that kind of people, right? And sometimes our emotions take over. Sometimes the events of life take over and we get down and out. And so I've got a few words of encouragement for you. When your motivation is in the tank, do these five things. Number one, I want you to recall your work ethos. And by work ethos, I'm referring to that written long-term what I want and what I'm willing to do to get there ethos. It's that which is, you know, for me, I write things down. This is what I want. And I'm very clear on it. And it's a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year type goals, that big picture, that kind of vectoring me for the rest of my life kind of vision. And then I also write down what I'm willing to do to get there. And I put it thematically sometimes, especially when it comes to work, into finances, into family. But I know what I want. And sometimes we get out in the real world and our wants become challenged by the challenges of life. That boss that's giving you a hard time, that project that's not going well, that vision that seems to not be getting any traction. And it can make us feel down and blue. It can really start to affect us. And so our work ethos is that written document, that written vision that puts our problems into perspective. That the problem is probably something short term, but the outcome is going to be long term. I like to say we don't make, we don't make long term decisions based on short term situations. And so when we think about our work ethos, it really does help us put our problems into the big picture perspective. And it also helps us to clarify priorities. Sometimes there's an old saying, know which sword you want to die on or choose your battles. There's some things you, we should just let go of so that other things can thrive in life. And sometimes that's things we need to work on inside of us, inside of ourselves. But as we re refer to our work ethos, that vision, that dream, and that what I'm willing to do to achieve that, that written document, 
It helps to clarify where my priorities need to be. Some things need to not be so important to me. And I need to just let them go for the overall arching outcomes that I'm looking for. The work ethos also helps us to keep the motivation from the big picture in front of us. So like when I'm feeling down and blue or I'm feeling like I'm just not winning in life or maybe I just want to quit, I think about those the end state that I'm going to have 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Like if I stay the course, even though it sucks right now, what am I going to get? What's the gain that I'm going to have in 10 to 20 years or 30 years? What is that outcome? And and what I do is I go lean into the outcome. I like, I'll meditate on it. Uh, I may go watch YouTube videos on people who are already there or phone a friend who's already there and just kind of talk with them. And I get re-energized because, okay, this this too shall pass right here. But in the long term, what I'm going to have and what's going to be the case for me, this is worth it. I'll, I'll deal with it. And I kind of re-energize myself with motivation because I spend time meditating and reflecting on what's going to be when I get where I'm going. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes we just need that motivation. It's like a taste of heaven on earth. It just kind of keeps us going. You know what I mean? So another thing about uh, recalling our work ethos and meditating on what we want and what we're willing to do to get there is that it helps us avoid getting stuck in the moment. Granted, we tend to be, you know, we're in the dirt, we're, we're low crawling, we're, we're grinding our way through, we're going through the hard stuff right now, and we tend to only see the dirt that's in front of us. We only see the wall that's in front of us. We only see that obstacle. We only have that emotion that's in front of us. And if we're not careful, we can get stuck there. And it could become a part of how I show up every day. It can lead to depression. It can lead to uh, unhealthy addictive behaviors. It's just not a good place to be to get stuck in the short term moment of unmotivation, dismotivation, of, uh, of just feeling down and blue. And so the big picture really does help us avoid getting stuck because we can put our mind and hearts into other spaces other than that which where we are at the very moment. So sometimes you have to let the long term goal, that end state, Trump the short-term pain that you're in. It's just like when we go to the gym and I get in there and I know it's leg day and leg day for me is just the worst day of the week. Well, actually, no, leg day is great. It's two to three days later when domes, delayed onset muscle soreness kicks in and I can't stand up straight. And when I sit down, it I need help sitting down, right? I know it's coming, but it's good for me because I know that my muscle groups have been exercised well and my fitness is on point and I'm able to perform well, but there's short-term pain, but I cannot allow that short-term pain to interfere with my long-term goals. The I want has to be bigger. The I will has to be bigger than the pain that I have at the moment. And so sometimes we got to do things we don't want to do. I think of when I was working on my college degrees, I had to take algebra, was not happy about that. Although I, I use algebra, believe it or not, I use algebra now, uh, not for work, but for personal things. But I didn't want to take algebra. I didn't want to take statistics. I didn't want to take some of these science classes I took. I'm glad that I did. I use my science often. I, I refer to it and how things work. It makes life much more fun being educated, but I didn't want to do that work. I just wanted to take classes in my major. You see what I'm saying? But I had to do what I had to do 
so that I can get to do what I want to do. And that, my friends, is how it goes sometimes, especially if you're starting off like I did from square one. I didn't have a huge support network. I didn't have things handed to me. I had to get out there and hustle and do the work. So when I refer to my work ethos, I'm literally saying, don't quit early. I know I spent days, weeks, months writing out this vision for my life and I, I can't quit. I have to stay the journey. And I remember that these, this too shall pass, this season that I'm in. Now I will caveat. There's an old saying, you know, uh, this idea of sometimes you can put your ladder on the wall and be climbing up that ladder and spend all your energy going up the ladder just to get to the top and realize you leaned your ladder on the wrong wall. Sometimes it's necessary to take your ladder and change walls because you were climbing up the wrong wall. You were climbing up the wrong tree. You were on the wrong path, the on, on the wrong road. That's okay. It's, I, you know, it's not okay to be stuck on the wrong road. And that's where wisdom, maturity, principle, guidance, spirituality, all of that comes in to help you lay the foundation of what wall you should lean your ladder against to start climbing. And sometimes you really do need to pack up shop and get out of there. Sometimes you're in relationships that's just not healthy and you need to set boundaries and, and clean it up and get out. Sometimes what you're doing financially is just not the right answer. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes you need to change. So what I'm not saying, what I'm saying with the, with the work ethos is not that I'm not saying I want you to keep going on a journey that's unhealthy for you. No, I want you to keep going on a journey that is healthy for you, that creates an amazing life for you, that life that you love. As we say in our slogan, it's financial independence and do it in, in, in building a life that you love. That's what we're doing here. You don't want to be putting all your effort into a life that you're not going to love. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes you do need to quit and you need to move your ladder onto a new wall and start climbing that one. And that's okay. But overall, if you've taken the time to really do the work, that moment you lean the ladder on the wall, you know good and well it's the right direction for you. You may need to pivot a little bit. You may need to move the ladder to the left of that wall, to the right of that wall, but you're on the right wall. Keep on climbing. So that's number one. Recall your work ethos and lean into it heavy. Second, reach out to a friend. Now, this is an important one. This is why it's so important to build your network. You know, I like to try to keep high value people around me. I tell my kids this way. I said, children, listen, OQP, only quality people. And as, as hard as it is for me to say this, I'm a chaplain. I love people dearly. I'm a coach. I love to help people dearly and serve them. But not everybody's quality. Some people choose to live non-quality lives. They choose to live mediocrity. They choose to live below what I would consider a level of excellence. And we have to be honest that those people are out there and their agendas are not good. What they spend their time doing is not healthy. They're not reaping good things because they're not sowing good things. And so it's important to have in our network at least one high quality person, or at least someone that you can reach out to that's high value, that's got wisdom, that reads books, that's that seeks to be educated, that's willing to make changes in his or her life, that's created a level of success for that person's life. Having that person around to call when you're in a, a slumber is important. 
because we all get down and that person made it to where he or she is having already gone through those downward spirals in life, hitting low points and needing to bounce back. And so they know the struggle of creating success and they can understand with you and empathize with you where you are and they can help guide you and have a word of encouragement for you and help you think well and go back to your work ethos and say, what do you truly want? And what are you willing to do to get there? Well, let's get you there. There'll be such an encouragement to you. I have a few friends, both in the, the military world and in the civilian world that I call when I'm, when I'm feeling blue and they help me. Number three, reflect on your emotions. Reflect on your emotions. This one's not easy. We don't often know how to name our emotions. We don't know how to think well about our emotions. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, we're going to make it a point to put a link below to a feelings wheel that I like to use in my counseling and coaching sessions to help people accurately label what they're feeling. But it's important to know when you're feeling sad, what goes beyond the sadness? Well, I feel ashamed right now. Ah, so we just went deeper. Go deeper. And the feelings wheel will actually take you deeper and deeper into your emotions. Well, go deeper from ashamed. Well, I feel stupid. I don't feel creative. I don't feel playful. I don't feel powerful. I don't feel joyful because there's these opposite emotions. It's important to, to be able to label those feelings and, and say, it's okay for me to feel this way because there's some need inside of me that's not being met right now. And it's just not wholesome for me. It's just not healthy for me right now. And I'm in, I'm in a rough space and, and to begin to process that feeling and to accept that it's okay at this moment in time for me to not be on the high that I love to enjoy in life. You see what I'm saying? And so we remember that feelings change and feelings can change rapidly between what would some call negative emotions or feeling sad or mad or angry or positive emotions. I don't particularly like to call it that. I think they're just emotions, but they highlight how we're experiencing things. Sometimes it's hard for us to experience things. Sometimes it's, it's joy for us, for, for us to experience things. But nonetheless, emotions change throughout the day. I can be at a high, have somebody make a comment that'll crash me down to a low all before I have to go in and speak or go in and, and do a, a coaching session with someone or a counseling session. And I have to learn to regulate those emotions. And so the feelings change. They're all valid, but I cannot get in the habit of being stuck in those emotions that are more negative, like feeling of sadness and anger and depression. Those feelings, I don't want to stay there. I can visit them, but staying there just isn't good for me. And so I, I begin to reflect on my emotions. How often am I here? But one of the things I've learned to do is when I get really stuck in a sadness or feeling inadequate or not good enough, somewhere in that space of emotion, not to make any long-term decisions based on short-term emotions, short-term circumstances. And so I'm very, I've learned to be intentional about that in my own life. And so I reflect on my emotions and what I'm doing with those emotions. All right. Number four, we refocus. So we've taken the time to reflect on our work ethos to re refer and call a friend and, and deal with our emotions and do some internal work. Now it's time to get refocused. Okay. We can't stay in the slump. And so that refocusing is saying, okay, what am I going to continue to press into that will allow me to keep going where I need to be? 
So I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to actually maybe even write down what is it that my course of action is for the next 30 days till I kind of get through this rough patch in my life. Or it may be something significant where you need 60, 90 days. But this is what I'm going to commit to and I'm going to keep driving on. I'm going to keep pressing. This too shall pass. I'm going to remind myself of that. I'm going to write out my course of action. I'm going to phone my friend again and say, hey, I've reflected. I know how I'm experiencing this. Thanks for your help the other day. I, I still want to stay the course. I think my ladder is on the right wall. I'm going to keep on driving on. And here's what I'm going to do. Every day, I'm going to show up and bring my best in this space. When I'm feeling uh, low and I'm starting to feel down, I'm going to respond this way. I'm going to make this decision in the middle of that that feeling of, of not being motivated and feeling down and depressed. I'm going to respond this way until I get out. This is my plan. This is my course of action. And that refocusing put into practice causes us to number five, rebound and get back in the business. You got to hit the rebound, folks. That's resiliency. That's what a coach does. That's what a good chaplain does. That's what your, your faith and spirituality does. It causes us to be able to rebound and get back after it because life does not happen to me. I happen to life. Life does not happen to you when you happen to life. Be active and not passive. Get to that rebound as soon as you can and keep driving on. You can do it. We all get down. We all find ourselves in these rough places in life. You don't have to stay stuck there. Do these five and get after it. Until next time, I am Jerry St. Pierre encouraging you to financial independence into a life that you love. This is the Life and Money Coach Podcast. Loved this episode of the Life and Money Coach Podcast? Head over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Visit lifeandmoneycoachpodcast.com to join the community. Thank you.